0: Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Marty Smith America Podcast. This is Volume 60, and it's a unique one today, let me tell you. Um, We're going to have Megabyte Ronnie on the Marty Smith America Podcast. And a lot of y'all probably never heard of Megabyte Ronnie. His name's Ronnie Hartman. He is a competitive eater. You will see him at the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest on July 4th, Independence Day, the greatest day of every year. And Travis found Ronnie. Uh, One of our listeners brought Ronnie to Travis's attention. Ronnie is a veteran. Ronnie uh, was an IT specialist in, in the U.S. Army in Afghanistan, and he's a total stud. And we had him on, and we discussed his competitive eating exploits. And I want to tell you guys that there were multiple occasions during which I almost puked in my mouth listening to Ronnie discuss his competitive eating exploits. And not only that, Ronnie also is an aspiring professional wrestler and desperately wants to compete in WrestleMania someday. He's 30 years old and he looks like he could be my brother based on the photograph I saw. Travis, what do you think?
1: Minus the food. Cause you don't eat anywhere near what he eats.
0: No, nope, no, I'm not, uh, I'm not nearly as big as Ronnie is and, uh, not nearly as aggressive with the utensils at the table, but, uh, I learned so much about competitive eating and what they have to do and how they train and all that goes into it. And you guys will learn too. And I can't wait for you guys to learn. But before we get to Ronnie, I want to remind you guys that hiring was once hard. It is not hard anymore, Travis. Multiple job sites, stacks of resumes, confusing review processes. Used to be a real pain. Not anymore. Today, hiring is easy. All you have to do is go to one place to get it done, and that is ZipRecruiter.com slash Marty. Let's say you're a business, and you're looking for great candidates. All you got to do is go to ZipRecruiter. And all your candidates are right there. ZipRecruiter sends your job to more than 100 of the web's leading job boards. But they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find the people with the right experience for the job you need. And invites them to apply to that job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes every single one of them and spotlights the top candidates so you don't ever miss a match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter have a quality candidate through the site within the first day. Right now, you guys can try ZipRecruiter for free. That is absolutely zero cents. Zero. Zero dollars and zero cents. At this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash Marty. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash M-A-R-T-Y. ZipRecruiter.com slash Marty. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And as we said, very interesting guest today, Ronnie Hartman. He uh, served in Afghanistan as an IT specialist. He is a competitive eater. And again, he'll compete in the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest on July 4th on Coney Island. Can't wait to see him participate against Joey Chestnut and the boys. So, without further ado, y'all are going to learn. Trust me. Here's our conversation with Ronnie Hartman. Competitive hot dog cake. What else did he say, Travis? He said all kind of different
1: stuff. Hard-boiled eggs.
0: Here's Ronnie Hartman. I have watched the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest on July 4th for several years and it's amazing because it's a little bit like a train wreck it's one of the worst things you've ever seen in your life but you can't turn away and i've gotten to know joey chestnut a little bit over the last couple years i did a big big piece with him at the big 10 championship with travis's buckeyes when they faced northwestern in the big 10 championship last year at the end of last football season and i really liked him and it's so cool that Our guy, Ronnie Hartman, has decided to uh, put his life on the line here and hang out with the Marty Smith's America podcast and discuss competitive eating with us. And not only that, but his amazing story. I mean, this guy fought for our freedom. And we'll get into all that stuff. But, Ronnie, first, I'm going to ask you a question I would have to believe you've probably been asked countless times. What in the Sam hell possesses you To sit down at a table, shove hot dogs in water, and then shove them in your face at the most rapid pace you can possibly muster. How does one become motivated to do this?
2: Well, what I I tell everybody is I'm just a competitive person, so if you you have me... Uh, over for a game of pickup basketball. I'm the guy, you know, diving diving for the ball and things like that. So there's nothing else in this world that I'm the 18th best at. If I was the 18th best baker, you know, I'd be out there baking cupcakes every weekend. This is just (laughs) what, you know, this is just what I got. I wish I was the 18th best quarterback in the world. You know, I wish I was the 18th best point guard in the world, but this is what I got. And I like competing at the highest level. And, uh, that's pretty much what drives me.
0: What makes you 18th? How is that decided?
2: <laughs> it's kind of like the college football rankings. Like, Who really knows what goes on behind that?
0: Right. Uh, right. You know,
2: three people, three or four people go into a room and they come out and they, they, they update their rankings. So I just moved up from 25th to 18th this past week. So
0: I think I read that your first, like you, before you were deployed in, what was it, 2012 maybe to Afghanistan? That, Something like that, yeah. Right?
2: 2012, Afghanistan, right?
0: So you decide. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this moment and I'm gonna get my hankering for competitive eating handled. How did that go down? What was it like the very first time that you sit down at a table and the goal is to out eat everyone else?
2: Well, I'll um, I'll start from the beginning. So pretty much, um, I got orders to go to Afghanistan. Like two weeks before I had to leave, uh, a lot of people know about a year in advance, so I went and did a, a couple of restaurant challenges like you used to see in that TV show Man versus Food, and I did a seven pound pizza and a three and a half pound burger, and I put those down pretty pretty easily actually. so the whole time I was deployed to afghanistan i was I was thinking about this, and a lot of the people I was deployed with were you know yeah. encouraging me and and saying I have to do this so uh when we got back from Afghanistan and we started our vacation our post deployment leave it just so happened to be there was a Nathan's qualifier in Atlanta and I was stationed in Fort Stewart Georgia so it, it lined up so perfectly like I had to go do it and uh there the the guy who wound up winning I finished second in that contest he had to convince me to dip the buns in water like before the contest cuz I was like I was like there's no way I'm doing that that's gross uh so you know, I I got into it, and you know, you get you get an entrance, you get your own music, the the MC's hyping you up, the crowd's cheering for you. It was it was such a great thrill that I mean, I was hooked from the very first bite.
0: What's your stature? Describe what you look like. I'm a
2: six foot one, about two hundred and twenty to two hundred and ten pounds, depending on how big a supper I ate. Uh And I'm, I'm a professional wrestler, so I, I stay in the gym. Uh, about five days a week, I, I have to, you know, perform in front of people and, and pretty much my underwear. So I, I have to stay in shape.
0: <laughs> How's that go? We're going to get into wrestling in a minute. Like I'm so captivated yeah. by you with you're like, I, I uh, our, we've had uh, Chase Rice. I don't know if you're a country music guy, but there's one of the artists. His name is Chase Rice, and he's had mm-hmm. this unbelievable life where he finished second on Survivor, and he's a country music star now. And he played football at the University of North Carolina. I call him Country Music Forrest Gump. You're like, Mm -hmm. you're like U.S. military Forrest Gump. I mean, you have, you have all this, all these amazing little facets of your life. And it's just so interesting. And how does a guy, have you, have you always kind of been around 210, 220 when you put down a seven pound pizza and a three and a half pound burger? Were you 220?
2: Actually, the, the story with me is I was 200 pounds when I was 12. And I I was told at 12 (laughs) years old that like I was, Yeah, I was told by a doctor straight up I was going to have a heart attack before I was 20. Uh, So when I was 19, I joined the Army, and I was so out of shape. Like, my first PT test, I only did, like, 13 push-ups and, like, uh, 17 sit-ups. I was on the the track for so long during the two-mile run that a drill sergeant ran up to me and was like, you got to get the hell – or excuse me, I don't know if I can say it. He was like, you You got to get get off my – yeah, he's like, you got to get the hell off my track because a 42-year-old female would have fell by now. So I was uh, completely out of shape, and that was one of the motivating factors in, in joining the Army. Uh, was, I've always wanted to be a professional wrestler since I was a baby, and I was like, well, I'm completely out of shape, so, and I'm, I'm undisciplined and, and all that, so how do I uh, better myself? So I got into the Army, and I, I didn't even start really going to the gym until I was about 21. Who's your
0: wrestling hero?
2: Uh, the Rock, without a doubt. What is it about him? So much charisma. Uh, when I was growing up, it seemed like uh, everybody was either a Stone Cold or, or Goldberg fan. And I don't know what it was, but even as a little kid, I always remember wanting to cheer for the bad guy. And for a lot of that time, you know, The Rock was, was Stone Cold's rival. So who is Megabyte Ronnie? <laughs> that's uh, that's me. That was my nickname. Well, <laughs> when I was deployed to Afghanistan, I did IT while I was in the army, and I still do IT work. Um, but while I was deployed, you know, everybody was like, "Hey, you got to come up with a nickname," because almost every competitive eater had a nickname. And one of my sergeants came up with Megabyte. And it just—it was as soon as I heard it, I was like, "That's it!" You know, everybody else pretty much agreed with me. So I've been rolling with that since since then.
0: Megabyte's pretty good for a competitive eater. I mean. <laughs> That's like the competitive eating transformer, Megabyte. Right. Volume. I like it. So, when you go into a competition like you will, is this the f- fifth time? How many times have you done the July 4th Nathan's Challenge? So, uh,
2: 2013, 2014, 2018, and this year. So, this is about four. Okay, fourth so time. four.
0: All right. So, you're going into your, your fourth experience here. How, like, life is repetition, Ronnie, right? Mm-hmm. So,. How has your previous experience prepared you for what you're going to try to accomplish this season, and what is the goal this time around?
2: I think the goal for me would be to hit 35, which would be about uh, five actually about six higher than my personal best. I had a huge gap between contests, so I qual- I didn't qualify in 2013. They brought me in as a military special uh, appreciation guest. Uh, 2014, I said to hell with that. Like I'm going to qualify like any other eater and I qualified in Charlotte, North Carolina. And then from 2014 to 2018, I lost seven qualifiers. It took me a long time to get back to Nathan's. And I think I was just so happy to get back there in 2018 that it was, uh, I didn't really put in the work I needed to, to do good in the contest. I was just happy to be there and, and experience it. So this year, Uh, I, that's behind me. Like I'm, I, I'm not there to soak it up. I'm up there to do as good as I can as a professional eater.
0: Right. This is no charity. We're going there to win the thing, right? We're going there to get it done. So what is the qualification process for Nathan's? Like, how do you, how does that work? So
2: it depends on how many spots you're going to have on the table, but there's around anywhere from 12 to 16 qualifiers that are held around the United States leading up to the 4th of July, the top man and the top woman from each qualifier uh, goes on. So this year I did my qualifier at a Cincinnati Reds game, which was pretty cool to eat hot dogs in that stadium right after a baseball game.
0: What's the work? You said you hadn't put in the work. What's the work? So, I mean, just like any
2: other professional sport out there, like you, you've got to train. Uh, you've got to practice hot dogs. You've got to practice your technique. You've got to stretch out your stomach. You've got to get used to chewing and swallowing fast, um, and, and that and that takes time, and that and that hurts, and that it's just like any other sport. The more practice you do, the better you get at it.
0: How do you do it? Like, how often do you shove hot dogs in your face? How does this work?
2: So I will do uh, what my training schedule has been like. Now is for the past uh, five weeks, I did a five minute practice run. So the nation's contest is about 10 minutes long. So I'll set a timer and I'll eat as many as I can in five minutes. Uh, some of those practice runs, what I'll do is I'll drink a whole bunch of water before I start that practice run. So I'm practicing eating while I'm full. So, um, as far as a day to day goes, I drink about four gallons a day, four gallons of water a day to keep my stomach stretched
0: out. Dude, that just sounds miserable. It just yeah, sounds it's, ha- it's not- it just sounds awful. I don't understand the the lore. I can't grasp it.
2: It's it, I understand that like it's it's hard to grasp, and I don't I don't know what it is in us that makes us want to do this. But it's I feel like if you talk to somebody who's a Olympic sprinter, like it probably his life on a day to day basis probably isn't that good. Like he's probably out there running, uh, you know, 10, 20, 30, whatever miles a day. Like is anybody, any top athlete it's it's you got to put in the work it's just how it is anything i'm sure even with your job like you, you've got to put in the hours to get to the spot you're at no question man
0: what's the weirdest eating contest that you've participated in hard-boiled eggs oh god i just threw up in my mouth how many it was
2: brutal I, I think i did somewhere around 62 to 65 <laughs> hard-boiled <laughs> eggs in eight minutes. <laughs>
0: i I really just retched ronnie i just retched right here
2: Uh, my eyes are watering
0: i have that about the puke feel about myself right now
2: (laughs) the worst part about that contest was that it was done in kentucky and i was still in the army at this time and it was like a 13 hour drive back so i had to as soon as the contest was over i had to hop in my car and drive back to fort stewart and i barely made it uh in the morning formation for pt and let me tell you this, dude, I was driving back with all four windows down the entire time. It was, it was brutal. <laughs>
0: how, how often do you, do you puke because you've eaten too much? And, and do you do you ever practice, like, getting rid of all that excess?
2: Yes. Yeah, so for me, I feel like um, I'm not a big fan of sticking my fingers down my throat. I think um, now when you get to the amount that some of us – can eat like you you have to for safety reasons but if if i eat a good amount and the food stays down i'm okay with that uh but if it comes up i'm also not gonna fight it i did a uh, strawberry shortcake eating contest two weeks ago and i did 10 and a half pounds of strawberry shortcake <laughs> in eight minutes and like i i had to get rid of that or i would have got diabetes like five times over
0: <laughs> what do you? What do you eat? Like if you're if you're going out to eat, how? What do you order? How much do you eat? Do you always gorge? How does it impact your desire to eat a, a meal?
2: I I don't think I'm ever fooled to be honest with you. Like there's just a point where I I stop eating. Like if it, if I wasn't worried about my shape or if I wasn't worried about uh my health, like I would easily be 600 pounds. And, um, so I eat a lot of, uh, a high volume of low calorie foods. I eat a lot of fruits. I eat a lot of vegetables. I eat a lot of boneless, skinless chicken breasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody, somebody who would look at my grocery bill would be like, man, you must love chicken. And it's, it's not that I love it. It's just the only thing I can eat to stay in good shape.
0: How long until you feel normal when you eat 62 hard boiled eggs, like you said, it was thirteen hours back to where you were going. How long was it before you felt right?
2: I, I would say the next day. A lot of time at these contests, even when I'm eating thirty hot dogs, that's in ten minutes. Like I can honestly go out to eat again in like an hour from then. I've went out and got dessert after a contest before, so it's 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 a time limit thing. So after ten minutes, you know they shut us down and we're done eating, and, and I'm fooled then. But an hour later, I could I could go again. This
0: is fundamental, but how <clears throat> is it? Just your body's accustomed to processing
2: all that. Yeah, I think so. What I what I always tell people is that uh, I think you're either born with it or you're or you're not born with it, and then how much you want to train at it is, is how good you're going to be. So I, I don't know. There's a lot of us on the on the circuit who will do a contest with each other, and that contest will be at twelve, and then at eight o'clock we'll go out we'll go out on the town that night and we'll put down like five, six boxes of pizza between us. We're we're, we're all man. circus animals.
0: Y'all ever done a beer chugging contest? Like, oh,
2: Man, you don't even want to know about the, the after party after the 4th of July. We're, we're that putting go? them down. How's it that is, go? It is Describe crazy. that party. It is, uh, it is a lot of beer being drinking. I think, uh, that kind of correlates with your eating ability. We all, we, we can all put them down and we're, we're out on the town at New York City on the Fourth of July until about two a.m. A lot of a lot of karaoke, a lot of uh, a lot of ragging on each other for how each other done. It's kind of funny. We're all competitive with each other, but we're all pretty friendly with each other too. So uh, after the Fourth of July, you you want to sit there and you want to do as good as you can. But at the end of the day, you, you, you walk up to Joey, you walk up to those other guys, and you, you give them those props and. I don't know it's just a great time. It's it's definitely my favorite day of the year is the 4th of July. It's
0: mine too. So y'all put down let's just say the average okay there's 12 people at the table. Let's say your average is 30. Is that a fair average mm-hmm. for the table?
2: Yeah, that's a good at good number.
0: Okay, so you you've on average put down 30 dogs with buns and then y'all go out on the town and drink a case of beer. You are yeah. legendary. That is unbelievable.
2: It's uh, we I think we all would have been pretty popular in college. So
0: no doubt. Uh, all right, so a couple more things, and I'll let you I'll let you run, brother. Uh, mm-hmm. You said a moment ago, like uh, back to puking. If for safety reasons you have to puke, what's that mean? At what point so, is it a safe it become a safety issue?
2: I think it becomes a safety issue when you're taking in too much sugar, when you're taking in too much sodium, or when you're taking in too much fat. Uh, I did a contest, uh, about a month ago and it was called, the name of the food is called able Scievers. It's a, it's a Danish dessert. It's basically a pancake ball. And I ate like 74 of those. And I wasn't that concerned. Oh. <laughs> like they, they weren't very sugary. They weren't They like, I wasn't concerned about my safety, but like when I put down, uh, that amount of strawberry shortcake with that amount of sugar in there, like, I'm I'm just not going to keep that in my body if I don't have to. So you're still
0: real young. Uh we appreciate your time in Afghanistan, brother. And you're 30 years old. What what do you want to do? Like when when Ronnie looks down the line, what 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 does Ronnie want to be?
2: I I mean I've I've said it since I was 4. Uh I, I want to headline WrestleMania. And it's it's taken me a long time to get uh to this point in my life where I've started to become a professional wrestler. I had a I had a lot of different things and that got in the way, or not really got in the way, but life took me in, in different directions before I could get to this point where I could do this. And uh, I've I've been doing this for about a year now, and I'm getting into it so much later than a lot of these kids. But I, I have to believe in myself that one day I'm going to headline WrestleMania, or, or what's the point? Like, I just, That's anything right. I get in, I, I want to be the best. And then, uh, I'm just gonna keep believing in myself, and 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 so you know I'm I'm not breathing anymore, pretty much.
0: Do you have social media accounts? Like, can people like, yeah see your see your work?
2: Yeah, uh, if you want to follow me, you can follow me at Megabyte Ronnie. That's M E G A B Y T E R O N N I E. Megabyte smell spell like a computer. Megabyte. Uh, I'm on Instagram and I'm on Twitter. And if you're out there and you're listening to this and you want to support me. Like I, I would greatly appreciate that. Uh, unfortunately, in professional wrestling, your social media status kind of, in my opinion, comes into play a little bit too much. And I, I'm 30 years old. I'm a little bit behind in that game. I don't, I don't put out a whole lot of content. But uh, if you could go on there and you could hit that follow button, it's going to help me out a whole lot because the promoter is going to see, see that and, and think I'm more popular than what I really am. So
0: there you go. Everybody follow Megabyte Ronnie. We appreciate you, man. Thanks for sharing your story with us.
2: Hey, no problem, Marty. Thanks thanks so much for having me on. I really appreciate it.
0: That conversation with Ronnie was brought to you guys by ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And, Travis, what is your analysis
1: <laughs> I'm thinking of what
0: you just heard from the, Ronnie? I can't get over it. might
1: be upset with us. <laughs>
0: Seriously, ZipRecruiter might be like, "Who? Look, man. Look, there's no way around it, man. The Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest is an institution. All right, it's an American institution. They do it every July 4th. I think it's perfect. Everybody likes hot dogs on July 4th, but good lord, it's disgusting.
1: I, yeah, like, so we had at work the other day, they had like complimentary hot dogs, so I had I had like two. That's good. I had two. Yeah. And I had before that, I don't know the last time I had a hot dog.
0: But Two's to, a solid effort? That's enough. But the not seventy four. I think that's what isn't that what Ronnie said? Joey Chestnut ate seventy four yeah. hot dogs Joey's last year
1: in the seventies to soak them in water and just oh, and they're eating it two at a time. It, oh,
0: just watching them like dunk those things in water and then devour them whole. Ugh, it honestly makes me almost blow a motor. Like I want I, as
1: uh, it, my hot dog. I'm going to you know sit down. You know, have a cold beer, or something like that. Tito's maybe. Chew it, yes, and enjoy it. Put a little ketchup on it. I'm a ketchup guy with my hot dog. Like, I'm, that's what I want.
0: You know what I do, dude? This might be weird. Do you I like eat ke- hot dogs? Yeah. Well, I, again, I'll eat. I'll eat them every now and then on July 4th. Okay. like I'll have turkey dogs. You know,
1: of course you have a turkey dog.
0: Yeah, I have turkey dog. And so I, what I put on, I love to put on mine is ketchup, mustard, and slaw.
1: Oh, I, no, I, no, 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 no! You can't do slaw
0: coleslaw rules it is an underrated it is an underrated garnishment for like burgers certainly for barbecue sandwiches if you're eating barbecue and you ain't got slaw then you're not doing it
1: right i feel like slaw is for people that are old marty
0: well you didn't grow up in the south travis that that could
1: be a, a, a southern thing so i will give you uh i'll give you that
0: i've been eating slaw for as long as i can remember so i don't know that it's an old people thing and if it's an old people think, "Cool, y'all geriatrics, come on over to my house.
1: We'll have a big old..." Time. <laughs> like my grandfather would always eat coleslaw. I'm like, "No, thank you. You can ha- you can have mine." I'll- I'll Classic. I actually had coleslaw
0: a- rules as long as it's cold. As long as the coal is in play, you can't have warm slaw. Warm slaw <laughs> is disgusting because I'm not a mayo guy. No, right?
1: uh, mayo's disgusting. Which there's mayo's mayo eating gross, contest. Dude. I don't know how they do that.
0: I, I the other day, we're McGee and I were talking about Duke's Mayo on uh, on Marty and McGee one day. And a guy the other day uh, sent a sent a Twitter machine note about Duke's Mayo. And I retweeted it, and everybody in the world wrote back, We love Duke's, Duke's rules. Nuh uh, helmets, nuh uh. You know, this company, that company, whatever. I'm not a Mayo guy. No, thank you. Not interested.
1: In college, so there was like for like six months, there was actually a Nathan's Hot Dog restaurant, like 50 oh, steps yeah, they away. Oh, yeah, restaurant, sure. 50 steps away. What's really good, doing, wrapped with bacon. And then barbecue sauce, some sweet baby. So wait a minute! Ra-
0: so a dog with ba- wrapped in bacon with barbecue sauce with on top, sweet
1: baby rays barbecue sauce.
0: I think that sounds pretty good. I'm like I don't know oh, how much my, maybe my gut like some would do jack, after I ate it.
1: Pepper Jack cheese to go with it. Hmm.
0: Like you, you need to try slaw on your dog, bro.
1: Maybe next think- time I'm down like in North Carolina, I'll try it when I'm somewhere south. Maybe that's what I need.
0: All right. Well, we appreciate Ronnie uh, enlightening us with all of those very unique details that I did not know, and I have honestly long wondered how one becomes a competitive eater, what your training regimen is, and you do have to train. That grossed me out that he drinks so much water just to keep his stomach stretched out. I just don't. God bless him. I mean, if they can make a living, and I bet Joey, I, I haven't, I don't have the Google up right now, but I bet Joey's. Net worth is probably pretty good. Yeah, right, jo- Travis? Joey's what probably do doing
1: pretty well for himself. You know, considering you know he's been at this game for a while. But man, I I think I'd rather work. Like, because they they can't even enjoy the food, right?
0: It's uh, according to the internet,
1: which is Joey's right. net
0: worth as of 2019 is eight hundred thousand.
1: That ain't bad. Hey, that's hey, that's paper.
0: That's pretty good living. I mean, for a man who eats hot dogs. And, again, I had the great opportunity to meet Joey last year. He had just completed in Indianapolis. We were in Indy to cover Ohio State and Northwestern in the Big Ten championship football game. And we went to St. Elmo's Steakhouse. Are you aware of St. Ooh, St. Elmo's Steakhouse, Travis?
1: yes. Am I, yes. Sir. All
0: right, St. Elmo's and the shrimp cocktail. All right, it's legendary. Their shrimp cocktail will light you up like the 4th of July, If you're congested, son. can't
1: it, breathe, it'll fix you.
0: It it the, the the horseradish in it is so gnarly, it hits you square in the membranes, man, and you're crying. And water doesn't help. <laughs> no, like nothing helps quell the burn. So you just have to sit there and wait on the burn to dissipate. So Joey had just completed a shrimp cocktail eating contest.
1: Oh lord!
0: And oh yeah, man, the poor guy looked like hell. His eyes were all puffy. Like, could you imagine shoving all that shrimp cocktail in your face as hard as you can go, as fast as you can go for whatever? I mean, Ronnie said most contests are eight to ten minutes. I would never make it through. They'd have to take me to the emergency room and give me life support. Well, dude. think
1: about this. It's going to burn when you go in, and no matter what you do after, it's coming out one end or the other. Oh, yeah, And for so sure. it's burning again. Like,
0: Oh, yeah, it's not going to feel good coming out the other side, brother. Yeah. No way.
1: But, like, no thank you. Like,
0: we should try to have Joey on one day and discuss, like... Because he's, like he's a legend.
1: Text Joey it, and let's see if we can get him on after he wins. Cause we're, there's a 30 for 30 coming out Tuesday. Text him and see if we we'll can come on A competitive
0: eating 30 for 30, right? Yes. About Joey and Kobayashi, right? Yes. Dude, I can't wait to watch that. Although, I don't know, man. I might get sick.
1: You, like... The only thing that you might be able to win is, like, a Cliff Bar or Kind Bar eating competition.
0: <laughs> Ironically, I have a... A chocolate mint Cliff Builder protein bar sitting right beside my phone as we speak. I knew it
1: because that's that you could win that competition.
0: I could win that some. Like how many could you? you?
1: How many could you eat in like five minutes?
0: I don't know, man. I'm not sure because they do make you gassy, right? (laughs) So that I mean that could end up being an issue. I don't want to be gassy. Nobody wants to have like a like that's another thing about the competitive eating is like imagine how I hate being bloated. I hate how that feels. And Ronnie just told us that they eat 30 hot dogs on average among the group, and then they go out in Manhattan until 2 a.m. getting smashed on cold beer.
1: Can you imagine being in that bar and you see those guys walking in?
0: No. <laughs> I can't imagine how they must feel.
1: I, want next, I Next year, can we get you to follow them around? Until they go, like, until they're done. So, in the maybe, morning, maybe eating, I can
0: engage in a cold beer part. Yeah. Just go party with them all.
1: The bar has to be thinking, oh, there goes all every beer we have.
0: Although you're a total poser. Like, you're rolling in with Chestnut and Ronnie.
1: Well, it's for work. And We're sending you to, to document it.
0: Yeah, that's right. I needed, obviously, I need to help Ronnie pump up his social media following. Speaking Megabyte of, a bite, Ronnie.
1: Speaking of alcohol, I never to ask you this last week. You sent me a text a couple weeks ago about you going to the liquor store. Yep. And like a like a consent form or a waiver or something that you had to sign. So
0: weird. So I am in South Jersey, Laney and I and our family, we have a home here and uh, near the beach. And so but the liquor up here costs exponentially more than it costs oh, in yeah. North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So Laney Asked me to go to the liquor store in North Carolina before I came north. Laney's in love with this new stuff called Deep Eddies. You ever heard of this liquor? Yes,
1: yes, yes. It's a vodka.
0: It's a, it's a vodka with like, it's a fruit infused vodka. You can get
1: lemon, you can get like lemonade. You can all sorts of flavors. Peach,
0: lemon. I brought peach, lemon, grapefruit. And then I bought a fourth. What was the fourth cranberry, baby? All right. Cranberry. I bring four different types here and. I bought, uh, a couple bottles for myself. I bought a couple subsequent bottles of like gin and whatever vodka. So I I stocked up pretty well. I bought six or eight bottles of alcohol to bring north and this is for the summer. All right. Like this isn't like we stay here a week. (laughs) This is for the whole summer. And, but I get up to the counter and the nice lady at the ABC store like has these big old bug eyes and she's like, sir, I'm sorry, we're going to need you to fill out a a liquor transport form. I said, excuse me? She said, yeah, you have to fill out a liquor transport form. I said, what's that mean? So she pulls out this pad, this legal pad, with like the carbon paper on it, you know. And so it's like name, address, whatever, driver's license numbers, all this stuff. And you have to carry it with you. She said, make sure you take this with you everywhere. Like, if that box goes with you, this paper has to go with you. Like, if
1: you get pulled over on your way there? Yes. Yes. I had no no idea these waivers or forms.
0: Me either. I bought way more liquor than this before. It might just be a North Carolina thing. I don't know.
1: I've gone, when living in Indiana, I'd go back home. The vodka and other liquors are much cheaper, so you'd load up, and but no one's ever questioned or same. maybe signed a form before same I, I i don't know if i would feel i think i'd feel a little proud that i had to sign this form and carried it around
0: yeah i felt a little bit uncomfortable i'm like all right well this is good they probably got cameras on me and here i am filling out the liquor transport form it's gonna end up on the youtube or somewhere but yeah i had to fill out the liquor transport form and uh it is a bit of a badge of honor i will admit
1: have you said have but- you tried the said deep eddies yet
0: no, but Lainey and and my sister both really like it. My sister visited us here this week, my sister Stacy and my nephew Nicholas, they came up this week and uh she and Lainey sampled it and really enjoyed it. And Travis, did you know that if you don't know numbers, you don't know your business? Did you know that? Here's the thing. The problem growing businesses have that keeps them from knowing their numbers is their hodgepodge of business systems. Did you know that? I did. It is. It's a hodgepodge.
1: That's a great word.
0: It is. That's actually a hyphenated word. That might be two words. Is a hyphenated
1: word one word? No. I guess uh, it is. I guess it's, it's a one a word. One yeah. Hyphen right? is one word. Hyphenated. Okay, yeah. so
0: that's a one. What's this good word, hodgepodge. They have one system for accounting, a whole other system for sales, another system for inventory, and so on. It's just a big old inefficient mess, taking up too much time and too many resources. And you know what that does, Travis? That hurts the bottom line. Yes, sir. So let me introduce you guys to NetSuite by Oracle, the business management software that handles every aspect of your business in an easy-to-use cloud platform, giving you the visibility and control you need to what, Travis, to grow your business. With NetSuite, you have time, money, and unneeded headaches by managing sales, finance, and accounting, orders, and HR instantly, right from your desktop or your phone. That's why NetSuite is the world's number one cloud business system. And right now, NetSuite is offering you valuable insights with a free guide. Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits at netsuite.com slash marty. That's netsuite.com slash marty. Go download your free guide, Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits. netsuite.com slash marty. Might need to get Ronnie to head over there to NetSuite to grow his social media following. What do you think?
1: And uh get him on WrestleMania. Maybe Pat McAfee can help him out.
0: Well, I bet Pat McAfee could help him out. Pat McAfee can help a lot of people out. That dude is funny.
1: And he knows how to drink beers, too.
0: He knows how to drink cold beers. Maybe, maybe Pat and I, what we should do is, McAfee and I, next July, we go up to New York and we commentate. Maybe he and I, imagine if he and I were the commentators. For the Nathan's Hot Dogs. Why hasn't
1: contest. ESPN, and I don't know if it's on ESPN or ABC, but why hasn't ESPN and Disney reached out and had you hosting? I think you would be a great uh commentator for this.
0: We would, we would slay. There's no question we would slay.
1: We need to make this happen for uh 2020.
0: I'd have to, t- like when I did, when I flew with the U.S. Air Force Thunderbirds, I had barf bags attached to my leg. I'd, I'd need that if I was the... Play-by-play guy for the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. Did you throw up? Man? I'd have to have ready-made barf bags attached to my leg.
1: Did you throw up when you were flying?
0: No, I didn't throw up while I was flying.
1: Just checking. You said you had the bag. I wasn't sure if you used it. Yeah, man. No, sir. Right, I didn't I'm, need that I'm bag. I'm proud of you.
0: Yep. Nope. I No puking for this guy. I didn't pass out either. I almost did. My pilot, Speedy, is a total, like, the total stud. His name's Eric Gonzalez. He's a total rock star. And he could hear me at one point. We did this special maneuver. And he could hear me at one point. Like they teach you to breathe in this (laughs) kind of way if you're if you feel like you're starting to pass out or Mm -hmm. puke. And we were doing this super rare maneuver according to Speedy. It was rare. And I saw the black circle, dude. Like the black circle just black circle cometh, and it got down to about as big around as like um like a how big like a maybe a baseball bat Mm -hmm. somewhere around in that circumference. And Speedy could hear me about to pass out, so he let out of the throttle. And all of a sudden, the world came back to me. It was wild. Did
1: they give you a call sign?
0: Uh, They did not give me a call sign, no.
1: That's unfortunate.
0: Um, All right. We've made you guys a lot smarter today. I can tell that. We really appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to the Marty Smith's America podcast. It's so fun. And certainly, thanks so much to Ronnie for hopping on with us today and educating us about competitive eating and all the utterly disgusting things that he does and aspires to do. We wish him the best in his WrestleMania aspirations. Hopefully we'll see him prancing around in those adult underwear, headlining WrestleMania one day. Hey, Rock, I know you listen to the Marty Smith's America podcast. Why don't you hook your boy up? Give Ronnie a shout, Rock. He's coming for you, coming for all that fame and all that paper. Appreciate uh, appreciate Ronnie's time. And Travis, great job getting Ronnie. I appreciate you. Always getting us such cool, interesting people. Louise, thanks so much for being crazy enough to let us do it and offering us this platform. And that same thing goes certainly for Dan and Stu and Mike, everybody down in South Beach that's a, a part of the Lebitard & Friends podcast network. On that note, y'all make sure you check out the Mina Kynes podcast with Lenny and the That's What She Said podcast with Sarah Spain, both also family members in the Lebitard & Friends podcast network. Look, our sponsors are so important to us. They allow us to keep these podcasts free so that you guys can listen to them without any investment other than your time. And we appreciate it so much. So y'all make sure that you go to ziprecruiter.com slash Marty, ziprecruiter.com slash Marty. Check out everything that they have to offer. And this time around, we appreciate NetSuite. Uh, they allow us to do this podcast. And we appreciate it so much. Their investment in us as people and in the Marty Smith's America podcast matters. So check them out. Also, go subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, all of your reviews are so important. I know that everybody's now started flooding Travis with various beers that he needs to try and that I need to try. So we're going to get on those cold beers real soon. Keep that coming. Hit us up on social media, at Marty Smith ESPN and at Travis Rockhold. Let us know your thoughts. Subscribe, rate, and review. It matters to us. We really appreciate it. And as I say always, Ronnie's one of our veterans. We appreciate every one of our veterans for their sacrifice to this country. And y'all take the time to say thank you to our veterans and certainly our active military as well, both domestically here in the States and all around the world, keeping us free right now. It matters. It's important. We live in a free country. We live in the greatest nation in the world. They're the reason. Thank you all. Be good. We'll try to do better next time. This is the Marty Smith's America Podcast, Volume 60. We'll catch you next week.